Hello and welcome back to Talks with Walks. This is episode 16. Today is March 1st, right? Yeah, today's March 1st. How about that? Yesterday was February 29th, Leap Day, which is really fun. Leap days are really cool. Leap years are cool. A lot of people turned a lot younger than they actually are, which I think is just a fun little thing that goes on with Leap Days. But yeah, today is March 1st. Um, what's going on in March? March Madness is coming up. I'm watching Dune 2 tomorrow. We can talk about that. What's going on in March? Um, a lot of people, you know, countrywide, starting lacrosse trials. That's exciting. I remember those days. Um, yeah, March, you know, whatever. St. Paddy's, Paddy's Day is cool. That's really it. But, I mean, yeah, March is just kind of like a in-betweener month, you know. It's colder, or it's getting warmer, but it's also, like, really rainy. Like, March and April are really rainy. But I like the rain, so we'll see. I'm hoping that it warms up over the next few days because it was, like, pretty – it was, like, four, like 50s and 60s this weekend. Like, what day was it? Was it Saturday or it's, like, the weather was just perfect? Like, it was, like, mid-50s, like, like partly cloudy. Like, oh, my God. I went outside and I was just, like, crying tears of joy. It was so beautiful out. Beautiful out. But it's been, like, 30s over the last few days, so that's kind of meh. <clears throat> and I'm someone who prefers the cold. But I'm someone who, who prefers, like, prefers, like, a consistent, like, 40s to 50s. Maybe sometimes 60s. Like, I just like being able to wear pant and jacket. But I don't know. I I I I really am in between. Like I don't know. I I my my opinions on temperature change very frequently. It changes with the weather. Um. But yeah. So um. Yeah. March first. Uh. What are we gonna talk about first? I I really think this is gonna be a shorter episode today. I think more of like a stream of consciousness consciousness kind of thing. Where I just talk about whatever in the world is you know <clears throat> just pops in my brain. Uh. I guess we'll talk about oh who's crying now is coming up on the radio thing. Uh. We'll talk about um. But I played basketball again yesterday. So I talked about that last week. So I played basketball again yesterday <clears throat> with most of the same guys. I think we were missing, I think we were missing like two of the guys from last week, and we got two more. We got three more. We we're missing three guys from last week, and we got two. We got three additional guys in exchange. I think right, like three new guys. But we played like I want to say like seven games. We did the same teams throughout, and it was the same thing. Like the guy who's running it, he created like a depth chart and everything, so it was the top five versus the bottom five. And one of the bottom five was he couldn't make it, so we had <clears throat> a guy um, fill in for him. And I think another guy couldn't make it, so we had another guy on the bottom five. His friend came, and he played. And let me tell you, for those first three games, I was feeling it. I was doing my thing, and the last four, I just kind of lost my touch. Um, I still felt pretty solid on the defensive end, and I was getting, like, good shots. I just feel like they weren't dropping. But I'm also just like, if I get space, my eyes become like dinner plates. Wait, no. Yeah, my eye, yeah, that's the phrase. I, 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 I get like Looney Tunes excited whenever I like find open space or like I see that. Oh, look, the basket, the basket's close to me. So I'm just like, all right, I'm gonna chuck a shot up. Like it's really, it's almost like embarrassing. And I, and I'll laugh it off because I, I think it's funny. Like we're all having fun there. But I'm just like, I, I don't know. I just feel kind of. But like the top five guys, they were going like. Like, I get, like, the, it's, like, practice, and we're, like, like, you know, we're, like, trying to get better for, like, the men's league that's coming up, but it's, like, like, I don't know. I just, the, the I could just sense that they were just kind of, like, I don't know. Their attitude was just kind of making, it was just make, making me mad. Like, I just, I, did, I, I don't, I don't know. Like, they're all, they're all awesome dudes. They're all super nice, but I'm just, like, when I'm playing against them, I kind of just hate them. Like, I'm just, like, I don't, I don't like you. Like, I want to, like, play physical against you, and I want to beat, I want to beat your ass. And, you know, I'm going to say that we won, um... The games that night, but we really, we won, we won the best of three, and then we lost the best of seven. But it's like I'm gonna say that we won the best of three, because 
for the third game, they're like, all right, it's the tiebreaker. This is the one. And then we won that game. And then it's like, I switched up teams. And I was like, yeah, I don't want to switch up teams. So we didn't, ended up doing four more games. And I think we lost those last four games. But it's whatever, you know. This isn't the league yet. And I think it's just, I say the league, like it's the NBA. But I'm just like, I don't know, I'm having fun. But, man, I'm, I'm just getting annoyed. And I just need to, like, I really need to settle into a specific play style because I really, um, I don't know, I was doing a little bit too much yesterday. But I think the coolest thing that happened yesterday was this new guy that came in. It was him and his brother that came in. They're friends of the guy that's running it. They came in, and, dude, he, he said that I'm an anomaly. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate that. And I was, like, I was looking kind of like, like, like a doofus yesterday. I had a, a, a sweatband that I bought. And I had a, a, a Zelda shirt on. So I was, you know, I was really playing up the white dude hooping kind of aesthetic. And he was like, dude, you are an anomaly. And he asked if I played for the Hartford Community College basketball team. So I think that's pretty pretty sweet. I think I was doing, you know, I, I, I was I was playing pretty well. And I think, like, I, I don't think I was playing bad those last few games. I just kind of was just being kind of just silly and stupid. Like being like, oh, I have space. I'm going to chuck up a shot. Oh, I have, you know, like I was just kind of. I was shot chucking towards the end, and I was just, I was playing a lot of hero ball, which I tend to do. Cause I'm just like I don't know, we're out there having fun. Like if I if I have space, or I think that I have space, I'm gonna drive to the basket and try to get a layup. But I was doing a lot of, um, I was doing a lot of floaters that were just kind of meh. I I did like I I, I hit a bunch of threes the first few games, and then the last four, I don't think I hit another three like the rest of the night. Like it was, it was rough, it was real rough. I just need to like. I don't know. It's it it's it, it's it's tough. Cause the other team, they were like running like actual like like they were doing like pick plays, they were doing like offensive rotations and shit. And we were just kinda like, you know, just fooling about, doing our own thing. And we had like this one possession that were, like the the movement was really good. And I think that I, I, I excel on at off ball movement and like I think like I had oh my god, I had probably the exact same shot given up to me like six times. I hit it like only once. But it's just because like it was literally on target, but it's just that dumbass back rim. And it's just, it made me so mad. Like, I would get it, I would be kind of, like, boxing my guy out in the paint, trying to look for just, like, a bounce pass to me. And I would dribble with my right a few times and just go up for all the, off the glass lay, and I swear, like, it, in another universe, I was 6 or 6 on those. But, dude, it was just so, like, painful. Like, I wasn't, like, missing horribly, like, those last two games. I was just kind of just, like, just, like, the the rough misses where I'm just not getting the bounce, and it was just so frustrating. Like, Oh man, but I, I I felt pretty good. I I I think I did a really good job. Um, like I mean, I, like my favorite player in the NBA is De'Aaron Fox. And I try to model some of my like transition offense around him, where it's just like just drive and just like kind of like use your body and just you know try to be shifty. And I felt like I I had a lot of pretty solid um, like tra- like fast break uh, drives at the basket, but. I don't know. It was just it was a frustrating night, but I mean it, it's fun. Whenever I can play basketball with like an, a large group of guys, I'm always gonna have fun. Like I was having a blast, but it just gets frustrating when you're when you're losing a bunch. But I mean, I, I like all the guys I was playing with were awesome. They were they were all super dope. I'm just excited to get back in that gym, but I'm I'm gonna try to get out to Forest Hill Rec more and you know just get uh just keep getting reps in. Just try to keep working on like I'm I need to stop taking like less. I need to start taking less dumb shots, cause like you can probably—I mean, honestly, if you watch me play, you could probably call them dumb shots because they really are just like, oh, he has space, he's gonna chuck a shot up, or he has space, he's gonna try to get like a floater going. Cause like if I'm in transition and I think that I can like beat my guy, and I was being—I was pretty consistently beating my guy, and I'm just getting—I'm just getting, cause like we have a group chat, and it's all like you know jokes in there, but I'm just getting so annoyed because I'm just like, 
Like, he was telling me. So, like, the guy who was guarding me is the guy that runs the whole thing, and he was marking me. And, like, the first three games, he was barbecue chicken. Like, I was I was throwing them on, throwing them on the grill, getting some barbecue sauce on there, you know, you know, smoking them with some uh, tin foil, cutting it open. Really, the, the meat fell off the bone, had some uh, mashed potatoes on the side. Like, I was... I'm, he was a full course meal those first two games. They were like one of the guys was like, "Hey, yo, you need a you need a switch on this," and he, and he said, "No," and I respect that. You know, I I, I never want to get switched off. But he was telling me like he was locking me up, and it really he really wasn't locking me up. And this is probably just me, you know, just like um, what's the word, coping. But I'm just like I don't think he was locking me up. I was just being dumb. Like I just I would get space and kind of like take advantage of him defending me because he, he's a good he's a really good basketball player but I don't think I think someone else could have marked me and they would have done a better job but like I, I would just get space and then just be dumb like I'm just kind of like I'm trying to think of a player who does this but like, like I said I, I just get like Looney Tunes whenever I get space I'm like oh, oh I, got, I got space I can, I can put a I can, I, can, I can hit a floater off the glass oh I can sidestep hit a three so I just kind of like and you, know, you, you could probably attest that kind of um, mindset to he was locking me up and kind of like making me think that, but I'm just like I don't know. I don't think he was locking me up, and I don't think I don't think really anybody because anybody, I don't think anything he was doing on defense really stood out. Like I was just being dumb, and that's just probably me trying to just coping and deflecting. But I'm just like I don't know. I don't think he was locking me up. I think I was just kind of I I, I think I was my own worst enemy last night, and I think that's fair to say. And I think for next week and just as I keep playing basketball, I think I need to work on drawing defenders and kicking out to my teammates more. And I did that a bunch last night. Like, I would, like, I would like drive, you know, try to get, like, a few steps, and then I'd hear, like, oh, here, here, and then I'd dish, I'd dish it to my teammate, and they hit a shot. I did that a few times, and I felt really good. But I need to do that a little bit more. I need to have a little bit more court awareness. I need to have a little bit more, like, game sense. That sounds like I'm just, like, talking like it's, like, a video game. But I'm just, like, I don't know. Like, we, we would be, like, up. Like, it, it would be, like, 9-8 or something. And then I'd get down. I'd be like, "Oh, I'm gonna, you know, do like a curl, tween, tween, sidestep three, and it would it would brick." And I'd just be like laughing. It's like, we're, like you know, it's a close game. You know, you, you you can try to put this away slowly. Pause. But like, I don't know. There's a lot of my game IQ. I think is probably the worst aspect of my game as a basketball player. I think you can you can you can assign that to me never playing organized basketball in my life. And I think that's a fair kind of like excuse where it's like, hey, I mean. I'm doing as best as I can. I didn't play basketball organized. And I'm sure you know 80% of the people that were playing also didn't play organized basketball. But it's like, I don't know. I feel like I'm just like, as someone who's played defense in every sport pretty much that he's played his entire life, I was a striker in soccer, but someone who's played defense like his entire life, essentially like in, in lacrosse, being able to, you know, kind of be like an offensive, you know, like spark plug, I think just kind of goes to my head. And I'm just like, oh, I can score points. I can be, you know. High score, and I had like seven points in the first game. I think I had like four or five in the last, like the, the the next two. Like those first three games, I'm telling you, I was I was on my shit, and I had a lot of deflections last night on defense that got me really hype. I'm a pretty good rebounder, like, and whenever I get a rebound on the opposite end, like I'm trying to go coast to coast. But I don't know. I think it was, it was a frustrating night. Like I didn't, I didn't, I, I kind of walked out of there kind of like mad at myself and just like mad at how I played, as opposed to last week where I felt like I was. I was on my shit doing it, doing it, you know, all night. But whatever. I did buy new sneakers earlier in the week. I got some uh, Luka twos, like these green and black and white ones. That they're super dope. They're really comfortable. Breaking them in. I did get a bit of a blister, but I mean, I'm just gonna test that to the fact that they're still being broken in. Like I broke them in a little bit on Wednesday, and then, then I wore them again today. 
But they're super dope, really comfortable. It's just nice to have actual basketball sneakers because I feel like they just have better – they allow me to kind of um, – they help me play in the play style that I play in. That was a lot of saying play. And I was like, you know what, I love Luca, and I want to play like Luca, so I'm going to wear Luca sneakers. And they were on clearance too, so it was a nice deal. Like I got them for like $20 off from like their $120 uh, retail. But uh, yeah, it was it was a good night of basketball. Whenever I can play basketball, like I said, with a bunch of dudes, I'm always going to be happy because I just love, you know, 5v5, full court. It's just the best thing ever. It's so much fun, especially playing indoor. So, but yeah, it, it was a very frustrating night. Like I, I definitely was going home just kind of just like mad. Like I was just I was just frustrated with myself. But I mean, I, I, I had fun. They're all super dope. I'm excited to get back together with them whenever we do. But I need to get in the lab. I need to get back and uh, work on shot IQ, work on... Yeah, I think just shot IQ is the biggest thing. Like, I can't just keep taking... Like, I'm, like, I'm probably, like, a like a 20% shooter, which is just, like, embarrassing. So I need I need to, I need to take smarter shots. And, I, and I've known that for the last few weeks. Like, the guy who runs it, like, he's he, he's been giving me, like, pointers and shit. But he's been telling me, like, you need to work on, like, taking smart shots as opposed to just taking a shot that you think is going to go in. Like, I need to... And I, I was doing that last week. Like, I think I was I was a much better shooter overall last week. So this week I was just kind of just like, I don't I don't know what I thought. Well, well, I don't know what's going on, going on in my head this week as opposed to last week. I'm trying to think who was defending me last week. <clears throat> I don't know. I definitely felt better last week, but I still had a lot of fun this week, and I'm excited to get better. Get better at basketball. Keep getting better at basketball. But, uh, yeah, that was basketball yesterday. What else did I do yesterday? I had class. This is definitely going to be a super short episode. Uh, well, yesterday on my YouTube channel, I did the Letterbox Lowdown, which was like a 30-minute video of me going through all the films that I watched over the past month. I'll talk about them briefly here, just like off the top of my head. Like the top three films I think that I watched over the last month were 2001 A Space Odyssey, once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Inception. 2001 A Space Odyssey is so, like, insanely good. Like, I'd never seen it before. I'd never seen a Kubrick film before. And I'd heard things about it. And up to, like, three or four months ago, I, I thought that um, it came out in, like, the 80s or the 90s. But I was like, because I was like, I don't know, 2001 A Space Odyssey. Like, maybe it came out closer to 2001. But it came out in 1968. And I was like, damn, that's crazy. 1968? And it looks that good? And apparently I learned this talking to my cousin about it like apparently they like Kubrick shot with a film that is of a quality that can't be reached yet digitally I'm just like is that real like is that true like it looks so good like the lighting is fantastic all like the stage pieces and like the the practical effects are insane like like it's just like a flawless movie like there was there really was no point in that movie where I just kind of felt like it was just like meh and I think it's like almost three hours long and I feel like it didn't really like it made use of every second of that runtime, like, it's just, it's just fantastic, and I, I've probably talked about this on the podcast before, but it's just, like, it's such a good testament to the importance of sound design and how, like, your sound design, like, goes into the narrative of your, of your film. Like, there were stretches where, I said this so many times, but there were just stretches of, like, I think it was, like, either uh, Dave or Frank when they went out to fix, like, the satellite on the shuttle, like, it would just be, like, breathing. Like, it would just be, like, 15 minutes of just, like, <sighs> like, no dialogue. And there was very limited dialogue in this entire film. Like, beyond, like, the initial piece of, like, the, 
the diplomat or whatever going in and being like, oh, you know, there's a like there's some sort of like illness or some sort of like epidemic going on at the space station. Like there was like dialogue there, but then beyond that, I feel like there was maybe like less than. I don't know, I'm not gonna make an, uh, an assumption there, but I feel like the, the last like hour and a half, like hour and a half to an hour, where it was just Dave on the ship, it was just Dave and Hal. The dialogue was just so minimal and it just worked so well because it just kind of it allowed the horror of what was going on on the shuttle just kind of sink in where it's like you're stuck on here by yourself after this you know advanced like artificial intelligence thing like essentially killed your partner and then like he like to say i don't know it's just it, it, it's such a fantastic film and, and check it out if you haven't it, it, it is held as you know one of the greatest films of all time for a reason but man it is just it is incredible I love 2001 Space Odyssey. That, that's probably entered, like, my top 15 favorite films already. Like, it's just, it's so good. And that was the first one I watched when I was starting my uh, film viewing journey as someone who really hasn't watched that many films. And, I, man, I hear that a million times. Like, oh, you haven't seen this yet? And I'm like, no, I haven't seen this yet. I'm. That's why I'm talking about it. Like, I haven't seen it before, and that's why I'm talking about it so much. Like, I'm a YouTube and, like, manga guy. YouTube, Pokemon, and manga guy. Like, that's all I really do. I watch a movie, like, once every, like, few months. Like, I really, like, prior to this, I really wasn't watching, like, a new movie to me very often. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm getting back into this habit. Uh, and then Inception. That movie was fantastic. Um, I'd heard things about it before. I'd heard, you know, it's, like, one of Nolan's bests. Has a really fantastic ensemble cast. And, man, like, so all the performances in that were incredible. I thought, um... Oh shoot! What's uh Elliot? Um, it's not Elliot Smith. It's um, I don't know. Whoever plays Arachna, whatever whatever her name is, Ariadna, like they were great. Gillian Murphy was probably my favorite performance. Either him or, I mean, DiCaprio was great, and so was Tom Hardy. Like that cast was just incredible. And it's such like a unique and just like intelligent concept, and like it makes me want to like try to rewatch Tenet because like I understood Inception pretty thoroughly like, like, like I got it like they did it he did a good job of explaining it within the film I just want to rewatch Tenet because like I'd, I'd watched Tenet initially like, I watched like the first half of it and then I kind of like fell asleep because I was tired but I want to rewatch it because I want to get it but like it, it, it's 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 kind of held as like Nolan's worst which I think is just really funny but I want to watch it because I love Pattinson and I just want to see if it really is as confusing as people have, have said it is because I really only watched like the first hour and a half and that's really not enough for me to understand it um but yeah inception was was just incredible such a like it's just it's just such a ridiculously unique concept for a film and like a conflict and just like everything like it's just it's just, it's just so insane and like the my biggest gripe i think with the film was when maul like shot killian murphy's character in the back you know the, oh, like the whole like morale around the team was like oh it's done, we lost. But then it's like, oh, wait, well, we can revive him. It's like, what? I thought he died. Like, what do you mean we can revive him? Like, I thought that was just kind of like a, a cop-out. And I talked about this, I talked about, like, this this film pretty extensively on, on, on the YouTube video yesterday. But it's like, I really didn't understand. Like, I, I understood why there were the constant cutbacks to the van. But it kind of put, like, a... Like, it kind of imposed this sense of, like, oh, we're, like, we're... we're, we're you know, really crunching time here, being in this guy's brain. But I felt like he cut back to it too much, where it kind of, like, made you be, like, it made you, like, look at your watch being, like, 
How's, how how is the van not falling yet? Like I'm looking at it. Like I, I'm sure like you could like mentally calculate like how fast it's falling compared to like the time outside of like the time within the dream. Like I feel like it was falling, and it had it had it been falling at that consistent pace for as long as you know that sequence had been going on, I feel like it would have like hit the water much like much sooner than like much before, much longer before they completed their task. Like, it just felt like it, it. It just felt like it was. I don't know. I feel like he cut back to it too much, and that kind of just threw off my kind of sense of urgency with it because it's like, oh, cut back. Remember, the van's falling, so if it falls, you know, they got, they're got they initially swept out of the dream, but they, he kept cutting back to it where it's like, okay, I feel like it would have fallen by now. Like, I don't know why you keep doing this. But overall, I thought it was fantastic. And then once upon a time in Hollywood, oh, my God, this movie's awesome. This is the first Tarantino movie that I've seen. I know, I know. I think I swear, every time I say that to somebody, they're like, what, you haven't seen more Tarantino films? It's like, no. That's why I'm doing this in the first place. I'm, I'm watching how to watch more movies. Yeah, that movie. And prior to watching it, I didn't know that it was it was working parallel to the Charles Manson murders. Or I guess like directly related to it because like I was I, I was talking about it with my dad and he said, "Well, you know, with the whole Charles Manson thing." I'm like, "No, I don't know. I don't know what that is." And like after learning that, it really didn't like impact my enjoyment of it at all or impact how I looked at it because it's just like I don't know it's just a fun movie with like really low stakes just overall it was just fun following you know Rick Dalton fun following Cliff and all them it was fun seeing you know Marilyn not Marilyn Margot Robbie's character like, yeah, it, was, it was just a fun watch like two and a half hours of just like fun you know 60s California fun like it, it was just it was, it was it was a lot of fun I keep saying fun Really good dialogue. Like, I see why Tarantino is, is held as, you know, one of the better directors in the game right now. Like, he's just, he, uh, I really, I really got it from this film. And really, there were, I think, a little bit too many feet shots, but, uh, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna gripe on that too much. But yeah, those are probably my favorite films that I've watched so far. The next one I'm gonna watch is Dune Part 2. Watching that tomorrow on IMAX. I'm so flipping excited, gonna wanna see it. At AMC, gonna get the uh, sandworm uh, popcorn bucket. I'm really excited to get that. I, I think that's such a, such a fun gimmick. And then my friend, he actually works at the AMC AMC Churchville, and he actually got like a like a clean version of it with like no popcorn in it. And I actually like, I, and he told me that, like it's not very practical for consuming popcorn just because of like how small the hole is and how like the silicone like feelers kind of just like mess up everything. But I'm I'm still gonna get it because I, I just think it's hilarious. But yeah, I'm seeing Dune Part Two tomorrow. I'm so excited. Like uh, I loved Dune Part One. I guess it's, I guess you could call it. And I just really semi-absorbed myself in the world of Dune. Like I had watched David Lynch's Dune, and then I watched Villeneuve's Dune, and then I watched like an hour-long, like kind of like universe explanation kind of thing, or like book to movie kind of like the whole story of the first part of Dune. Like I, I watched that. And I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just so excited. I'm seeing it with a friend, and I'm not sure if they've seen Dune Part 1, so I'm looking forward to explaining it to them if they haven't seen it and if they, they want me to. Because I feel like it, it might be kind of helpful watching, you know, the second part of a, you know, blockbuster sequel. But, um, you know, whatever, whatever, they, whatever they want me to do, I'll do it. But I'm just so excited to see it. And apparently, like, Fade Rotha, like, Austin Butler's Fade Rotha is being held as, like, one of the best movie villain since Heath Ledger's Joker, which is, like, a crazy, crazy standard to hold it to. But it's, like, I'm also just trying to think of, like, other movie villains, at least the ones that I've seen since Heath Ledger's Joker. Because Heath Ledger's Joker is arguably the greatest 
you know, villain put the screen. Like he's, it, it's just I I can't believe how good Heath Ledger's Joker is. It's such a good balance of you know, hum like he's like he's a funny Joker, but he's also you know, a brutal. Like it's just everything about that Joker is just fantastic. But I'm just trying to think of other movie villains since Heath Ledger's Joker. And it's like I don't know. I mean like the MCU's Thanos was pretty great, but I mean I don't really think he's as like nuanced or you know, incredible as Heath Ledger's Joker. Um, like damn, who else? I can't. I can't even think of anybody, really anybody, since that I've been like, damn, that's a great movie villain. And apparently, like I saw someone comment being like, like it was a video that I saw on TikTok saying like, Fade Roth is, or Austin Butler it's Fade Roth is one of the best villains since Heath Ledger's Joker. And then someone's like, you said the same thing about Christian Bale's, um, Gore the Godslayer, but it's like I feel like they weren't really saying that about like they said he was the best part of that movie. But they weren't saying he was the best villain since Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, that's the crazy thing. Like, he was on the screen for maybe, like, 15 minutes the whole movie. And he was great. Like, I, I, I think that was that that, that might have been the one part about Love, Love and Thunder that I liked. Like, I, I really didn't think Love and Thunder was very good. But, like, I don't think anybody was saying that he was the best since Heath Ledger's Joker. But I'm looking forward to seeing what Austin Butler does with the character. Because I felt, I, I don't know if I've talked about this on the show before, but I I I felt that David Lynch's like stings Fade Rotha was just kind of like meh. Like he was just kind of like there from the beginning as opposed to like like Villeneuve is, you know, taking a whole movie like he, he wasn't even in the first movie. Like he's he's being introduced and built up in this in the sequel. But Stings Fade Rotha was like there from the beginning in David Lynch's like he was like hanging out with Baron Harkonnen and whatever their Mentat bro was and, and the Beast Bond. like he was there. But I'm 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 just I'm just really excited to see how Austin Butler does with this, and I really I, the only other film I've seen with Austin Butler is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood when he was Tex, and he played he was pretty intimidating in that movie. Like he did a pretty good job. Like he he he's able to you know put like have like an really angry face, and apparently he's put on like a bunch of weight. Like he's super buff in this, and seeing him as like this like bald like pale dude, I think is really really interesting, and the voice like because like the clip of him being like. May thy knife chip and shatter. Like his voice sounds like pretty like intimidating too. So I'm 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 just so excited for this movie. You know, it's being it has like 98 on that Rotten Tomatoes. It's being claimed as Empire Strikes Back. It's like whoa, that is a crazy, crazy, crazy standard to hold it to. But it's I'm also just like, but I feel like that's also just like I don't know. Depending on because I love Empire Strikes Back, and I'm probably gonna love Dune Part Two, but I feel like. Empire Strikes Back, I don't know. I feel like it's obviously a fantastic movie, and it's you know, it's my dad's favorite of the original trilogy. It's everybody's favorite. My favorite is Return of the Jedi, but it's like, yes, you see that Darth is Luke's father, Hans and Carbonite, and then you feel like it's over for the Rebel Alliance, but the ending, it ends on a positive note. It ends like the score at the end is, of the movie is literally like uplifting. It ends with Luke and Leia on the sh- on the the shuttle, like, looking out at the rest of the Rebel fleet. Like, it doesn't end suddenly and, like... Like, I feel like a better, like... But it's tough, because actually, you know what? It, it kind of makes sense. But I don't really know, because Chris Nolan said this, and it's like, Empire is the second of a of a trilogy. But I don't think Dune is going to end... Like, I don't think Villeneuve's Dune is going to end after Messiah. And he's probably going to make... He's probably going to split Messiah into two parts anyway. So I'm just like, I don't know. I feel like like Empire really isn't, I don't know. 
It's weird. Like Empire doesn't really end. Like uh, Infinity War is a is a recent blockbuster that I can think of that genuinely ends on like a what the hell just happened kind of cliffhanger. But if what I know about Dune happens in the Dune Part Two and how like the first book ends, just based on David Lynch's Dune, which I know is like a, a really terrible standard to hold it to, I really don't think that um, this movie's going to end with a cliffhanger. It's going to end with blah blah blah. So I'm, I, don't, I don't know. I'm just really curious. I mean, obviously, I haven't seen a lick of this movie, and I'm just basing this off of, you know, one guy, Chris Nolan, saying this. But I'm just like, I don't know. I'm just kind of I'm interested to see how this is Villeneuve's Empire Strikes Back. Because Empire is great. I love Empire. Obviously, like I said, it's not my favorite of the original, original trilogy. I think Return is definitely my favorite, and it's been my favorite for a while. But I'm just like, Empire doesn't really end on, like, a true cliffhanger. Like... Like like I said, Darth is Luke's father, and they leave Cloud City. He loses his hand. Han and his carbonate, they leave Cloud City. Like they leave Cloud City as a whole thing, and like Luke's like speaking to his father, almost like he's like he's like, father, father. Like it, it, it like the last like fifteen minutes is like uplifting and positive. It's like oh you know we will like the Rebel Alliance where we we will rebuild and we'll you know we're gonna win this war. I don't know. I'm just kind of rambling, but I'm just super excited for this movie. Um, I. If if what I've heard is true about it, then it should be absolutely fantastic. But I'm just like, I don't know. I think that's just like a really interesting comparison because Empire, like, I don't know. Because how many more Dune movies is Villeneuve going to make? Who knows? That's movie talk. Uh, I think for the final segment, or one of the final segments, we'll talk about Pokemon Legends ZA. So Tuesday, Pokemon Presents. They announced, you know, they did all their bullshit with Pokemon Sleep and Pokemon Go and Pokemon Masters EX and Pokemon Cafe Remix. And the last announcement was, you know, this really cool, like, semi-futuristic look of, like, a blueprint of Lumio City. <clears throat> and they announced Pokemon Legends ZA. And I, for one, as soon as I saw Legends ZA, I was pissed. I was mad. I was, actually, no, as soon as I saw, like, Pyroar and that Furfru, I was like, what the hell is going on? Because I was, you know, I'm a Gen 5 guy. I grew up playing Pokemon White, Pokemon Diamond. So I was like, I wanted a Pokemon Legends QRAM game. And when, when I saw Pokemon Legends ZA, I was pissed. I was mad. I was like, why why are we skipping Gen 5? Like, what's the big idea here? And obviously, you know, I've, I've, I I passed that, like, immediately. Like, like an hour after that, I, I wasn't mad anymore. Because I'm just like, it's a new Pokemon game. I love Pokemon. I actually haven't beat X or Y yet. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm going to beat my copy of X before this game comes out. Like, I have, like, three gym badges. Like, I'm, I'm on my way to beating it. But... I really, like, Pokemon X and Y came out, like, as soon as I kind of, like, hit, like, a, um, like, I didn't have a 3DS for a while. Like, I had a DSi up until, like, 2015, and then I lost it, and I got a new 2DS. I got, I got a 2DS in 2017 when Ultra Sun came out. So I missed out on playing X, Y, Omega Ruby, Alpha Sapphire, and Sun and Moon. Like, that, that like, four to five year stretch, I wasn't playing, really, like, Pokemon, because I, I didn't have a DSi. So I didn't grow up playing X. Like, X came out in, like, 2013, so I would have been 9. It would have been, like, a perfect time for me to have played it, but I didn't have a 3DS. And my parents didn't let me get a 3DS for some reason because they said the whole, like, oh, the 3D setting is going to hurt your eyes. But it's like, you know you can turn it off. Like, it's not always on. And, I, and, like, the 3D setting doesn't even look good. Like, 3DSs are just stupid. Like, I don't know why that 3D setting exists. It really doesn't look good at all. It kind of just hurts your eyes because it's, like, an artificial 3D thing. Like, it's just terrible. So I didn't have a 3DS. So I didn't grow up playing X, Y, Omega Ruby, Sapphire. Like Ultra Sun was my reintroduction back into the series. But I got a copy of X. I've been playing, playing through it, and I watched the X and Y anime. So like you know, I I know the Pokemon, like I know the characters and stuff like that. But 
I don't know. Like initially, I was just kind of mad, but now I'm I'm excited just because it's a new Legends game, and Pokemon Legends Arceus is arguably the best Pokemon game that has come out since. What 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 asinine statement am I gonna make here? Black two. I think Legends is probably my, the best, or at least my favorite since Black two. Like that game, that formula for a game is just so genius. And I'm curious to see if they adjust any of it because the whole thing with Legends is that you know it's a it's a it's a catch 'em all. Like Leventon is like, hey, here's the first Pokedex, blah blah blah. Go catch everybody and fill it out and like you know fill out all this info. Like do this move sixty times or whatever. So I'm curious to see if Legends EA follows that same formula where it's like it's a catch 'em all and there's occasional you know battles for the story and such. Because I feel like you know people love Legends, people love like they enjoyed that concept, but I feel like there was also like a pretty large majority that was like, I miss you know wild battles i miss like you know all the I, I miss you know wild trainer battles i miss gym battles and shit like that but i don't know i think i i i'm not really pining for or any of that in the legends game like i, I really didn't miss any battles in because i'm someone i'm i'm a catch em all kind of guy when i play pokemon like whenever i play a new game i'm always just kind of trying to you know catch things and just fill up my decks so like i've never really been a guy who's really pining to battle people so i'm just like i'm, I'm not really being like I hope there's more battles in Legends EA because I'm just like, I don't really care. I'm just really curious to see how they end up tackling that. And another thing is there's a whole debate going on about whether or not uh, it'll take place in the past or the future. <clears throat> I'm also really curious about that because initially I thought it was going to take place in the future because, first of all, the graphic is much more futuristic or at least future-coded the Legends Arceus, like, it's Pokemon Legends and then Arceus written in charcoal, and then it's ZA with, like, the same font as, like, the standard Pokemon text. So that first leads me to believe that it's going to be at least partly in the future. And then also I'm just like, the Lumios blueprint looks much larger than the original Lumios blueprint. And also, and also, and also, and also, and also, there was really nothing in that trailer that indicated that it was going to be in the past. Like, all the character designs were just, like, relatively futuristic. Like, there wasn't, like, people wearing, like, French Revolution dresses and, like, suits. Like, and, like, I was watching, like, MNJTV's video. And I, I love M MNJTV. I grew up watching this guy. But he had, like, a snarky-ass comment where he was just like, and there seems to be people online being like, oh, it's the blueprint. It takes place in the future. And then he was like, well, no, it's like, uh, it's a, you know, this is a, uh, a, a blah, blah, blah of a blueprint. So it's actually in the past. We're going to be re rebuilding Lumios into what it is. Like, how do you have it figured out? This, this, this was announced... Four days ago. Why are you asking all, like, high and mighty with a fucking stick up your ass being like, well, actually, you know, this is a, uh, a, a electronic model of a blueprint where we're rebuilding it. It's like, you don't know that. The trailer came out on Tuesday. Again, comes out in 2025. There is no way in hell that you already have it being like, well, actually, you guys are all stupid and it's not taking place in the future. And also, there's a whole thing in X and Y about past and future. So it's a very good chance that we're going back and forth. So you know what? Eat my dick. It's in the future. That's my take. No, it's, it's it's probably both. But, like, there was nothing in that trailer that led me to believe, like, oh, it takes place in, you know, 1800s France. Like, every everybody in that trailer looked like... Like, why in the, why in the hell... That fur-fru looked like a regular fur-fru. It didn't have, like, a dumbass, like, froofy dress. A fur-froofy dress. Like, I don't know. There, there's no way in hell anybody knows. And I think it's also been, like, confirmed by leakers that it takes place in the future. So shut the hell up, MJTV. I love you, but... Your content recently has been making me mad. But yeah, Pokemon Legends EA, I'm really excited for it. I'm hoping that one of Tepic or Turtwig is the starter because, you know, if they if they continue with the 
the legends formula of like three different starters from three different gens that aren't the you know the gens that they're existing or the reasons that they're existing in like it was Oshawa, Cyndaquil and Rowlet in ancient Sinnoh so I'm hoping that it's you know one of Turtwig or Tepic or both if it's Turtwig and Tepic I'm gonna poop and pee my pants it's gonna be awesome but actually you know I, I, it might not be Pet Tepic because they already, they already did a gen 5 starter in Legends Arceus actually maybe Turtwig is only the one that has a chance but I want an alternate form of Turtwig Torterra or a Mega Torterra that should be crazy because I love Torterra. Torterra is my favorite Pokemon, or second favorite Pokemon. So, but yeah, I mean, another Legends game obviously has endless potential. Like it's a, it was such a genius formula, and it was just such a dope game to play. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm glad that's not coming out this year. Like I don't need it to come out this year. Uh, but yeah, that's that's Pokemon talk. Um, what else? Orioles are looking good in spring training. Jackson Holiday had a triple yesterday. Um. Our pitching has been eh. Corey Burns looked good in his first appearance. I think he gave it like three runs yesterday. It's very training. Who cares? I just can't wait for the season to start. Um. Well, since it's March, there's only 27 more days till opening day. I'm going, so I'm excited. Um. What else? Kings have been spotty since All Star break. Sabonis has been incredible, but I don't know. We we were missing De'Aaron last game against Denver, and it just didn't really look like anybody else wanted to play. So I'm hoping we can pick this up. But um. Yeah, I mean March Madness is coming up. I'm excited for that, but I think that's really all I got. All I got to talk about this this episode, short episode, just talking and rambling and stuff. I'll I'll, I'll bring some segments next week. Hopefully, I'll get a, I'll try to get a guest uh, over the next few weeks. It's really just been me, but it is talks with walks. It isn't talks with walks and a guest. So, hope you guys enjoyed this episode, and I'll catch you guys next week. Peace out.